What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. This is Kyle. And Ray Ray. And we've got a host of other guests here today. How about you guys just say hi to everybody? What's One up? at a time? <laughs> yeah, no, all, all at once. Let's yeah, that's do... easier. Oh, hey, Confuse everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the pull box pals in the house and our good buddy Ross, and we're going to be uh, hanging out and chatting the finale of 8 Billion Genies along with other things. So, you know, this might go three hours. It might go an hour. It might go, you know, we're going to make Monk Miss work and, uh, you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> well, I don't work again until Monday, so this is going to be one heck of a podcast if uh, you're going to make me miss work. <laughs> Dude, this is going to be an all-nighter for sure. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Had had sunshine today for the first time in, like, weeks, and it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been raining here, like, nonstop, man. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I yeah. was saying earlier that we got 80, like close to 90 degrees today out here in good old Pennsylvania, and it instantly made me miss the winter. Is it just like <laughs> the winter's bad and it's cold and it sucks, but like going up my stairs isn't a problem in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like in the hot house in the summer, you're just walking upstairs and it becomes uh, uh, some sort of epic poem and tale that I go on a quest a journey <laughs> and at the top of the mountain what do I find but my bathroom because that's where our bathroom is it's upstairs you have to go upstairs to go to the bathroom each time yeah but our bedroom's up here so at night it's I'm okay out. but I'm during out. the day it's a problem anyways yeah. do you guys want to know more about the architecture <laughs> of my house <laughs> how are yes. you Ross I'm good I uh I, I don't have to worry about that I got bathrooms on both floors so. <laughs> 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 and I have central air so should we get into what we uh what we yeah. all gathered for? I think we lost somebody, but yeah, let's uh let's chat eight billion genies. Eight billion what, genies. Well, I, got a, g- I got I got a question for you. Let's start off with a question. That's what we like to do. If you had one wish, what would you wish for? I was gonna <laughs> ask that. Wow. <laughs> Great minds. That's a that's a hard one, man. I'm not gonna lie. I, like, yeah, I feel like the, Ross would like, have a really good answer for this. No, I, I like the I like the way it ended. I actually really liked how the wish that that she made at the end. Yeah, no, it was it was a great, and it really tied it back to the first issue because that was her first wish in a more selfish way. It reminded me of um, Doctor Who. I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and it reminded oh, me of like how he always uses his words versus using his uh, using weapons. Words are his weapons, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like. To be able to use the words to change the world versus all these people who are trying to get superpowers and trying to do all these other things. And it's like, all you, all you needed was love. Like, Yeah. Just like Ray, what would song. you wish for? You weren't here. What, what's your wish? You get one wish. <laughs> Dude, we t- I would be one of the ones, like, I think Kyle and I chatted about this for a while in, like, the very first, like, issue or two. Like, I would be one that would just be making my wish quick, like a random, like, I want to fly. And I'd be zipping <laughs> around, and I'd immediately regret it in, like, 10 minutes. And like, oh, man, that guy yeah. can fly and he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. I would just shoot from the hip and just... It would be something quick and silly, I bet. Yeah. My wish would just be to hang in the lair 24-7. Yeah, that was your wish. I do remember (laughs) that, yeah. Mine, I think, would be... This is, like, maybe the most extreme, but this is the only thing that I could genuinely, like, think of that would be exciting. Would be, like, I just want to meet God. But then I feel (laughs) like I would... It would be one of those trick moments where like the genies pull a fast one on me and they're just like well yeah we didn't prepare you for that so you just exploded you know (laughs) so i figured that's how it would go but what a way to go out you know you gotta go you gotta 
ride the train out of here eventually. So if I'm going <laughs> to explode in the presence of God, that's a that's, that's a good way up, to baby. go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> better better than flying that. around. <laughs> way better than flying around. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny to think about you flying around and you're jealous of monk exploding in the presence of God, and you're just like, all I can no, do I is wasted fly. my wish. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he got to explode in God's presence. Here I am flying around. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be cool. You could see the Statue of Liberty from farther away. I don't know. What's the benefits of flying? You can get places quicker. (laughs) I guess that's true. Yeah. Did anyone not answer? Who didn't answer? Ross did not answer. He he kind of gave the the comic book kind of an answer, but I mean, he kind of, I think he gave his lesson learned answer that from the comic. Yeah. Like, I I honestly, like, as as I've been reading um, through all the issues, I've been thinking, like, what would the wish be? But the wish is like, I don't know. I probably would take forever to make a wish because I but then I'd probably die before I could make the wish because I wouldn't <laughs> wish for something like yeah uh, then yeah, you, you could wish for your wish to not be wasted maybe your children inherit or maybe I'd wish to be a genie oh huh. well, like Jafar you. was that one, one of the <laughs> I know because okay, if I wish so I wish to be Jafar. one of the genies then, but if I wish to be one of the genies then I would be my own genie so I wouldn't yeah but you know Ross, you're yeah. getting too philosophical and deep, man. That's like <laughs> self-rotating. We were wheel. looking for something <laughs> silly. Just I'm fine. I wish, Monk's I wish exploding, I and Ross is over here. Fine. I wish I was a lawn chair. <laughs> there we go, Ross. <laughs> You'd make a great lawn chair, obviously. If you could like sit in the chair and it just told you a story, that would be uh, fantastic. That would be would. like a, yeah. a Ross chair. Huh? A Ross chair. You sit down and Ross tells you it's story time with Ross. It'd be great. Immediately. <laughs> so, okay. So what's, what is this story? Does I like a good overview? Who wants to do this overview? I'm just running the ship now. This is my Somebody's Blair. Got to. But, uh, who, who wants to tell the story? This I feel like a teacher in class. Somebody raise their hand. I feel like I feel like if I can nominate somebody, I'd like to hear Ross's yeah. kind of, <laughs> of overview here. <laughs> no, wait, of which one? Oh, of just a, the eight billion genies, just, just the, the series the, overall. The whole yeah. series, like, like, what do you think it's about? I heard a a pretty good take on it that it was kind of like the overall message was was want less, love more. Uh, yeah, sort I mean, of. It's basically yeah. that, that. That's what it is. Well, no, it's the human condition. That's what I I felt like. I felt like it was. It's about people who constantly make bad decisions, and how if we don't stop to look at what our mistakes were in the past, we're going to keep repeating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we have to th- try to think about how we can make things better versus trying to fix the things that are already wrong by doing the same wrongs. Like, uh, uh, you know, it's, I won't get, I won't get into politics because it's, it's like one of these things that I, I keep telling everybody. Um, but things keep repeating themselves every generation, every decade, even when, when COVID happened, I said to m- my staff, I was like, that happened 100 years ago. It's going to last three years. We have even more disparity. It's going to definitely last that long. And one of my employees is like, no way, this can be six months. I said, no, it's going to last at least three years. Look how long it took for them then. We're not going to learn our lesson. It's going to be the same thing. I said, but that's what this is. It seems like this is the third iteration of it. So every 800 years, for, so for the past 2,400 years, this has happened. Mm-hmm. And so if it keeps happening, eventually, maybe somebody will figure it out. But um, but, but I feel like it's just, this is what humans do. They, we, as people, we kind of just, 
take our, um, we take what we want and we don't always think of everyone else and you don't always sacrifice for the best, better good. Everyone thinks they do and everyone thinks that they know better, but they are selfish and usually it ends up backfiring. Yeah. And I think we're just going to end the show there. So there we go. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I think, I think you're, I think it's, there's, it's very interesting the world that they set up because, you know, if it's like you get these genies pop in, offer everyone wishes. And throughout the series, we kind of get like peeks behind the curtains as to like the MO behind the genies. And they really do feel like they're like sent, like they're like, they are a part of either like a, of just a, you know, a, how do you say that? Like, affect like a part of the universe like when earth gets like an ethereal being right or it's just like a it's a natural occurrence right like uh you know when i can't think of anything else that's similar in the history of like nature but like things self-correct themselves and so i wonder if it's just like like because that they talk about how in the comic like similar like you said with covid is like this thing continually happens it just pops up and it's just something that is just a kind of a part of what it means to be human. But then you look at the genies and the genies also seem to have their own sort of like self-awareness and just like this meta understanding of kind of what's happening. But we don't really get like any peek into like what we do in like the beginning of this issue. It really offers like the of mm-hmm. issue number eight. It offers like us the, into it the most. And I think it's really interesting because you don't, you get to see the genies. I mean, one they one of the questions that they ask. There's two genies left, and they're having a conversation. This is the last iteration of like the human uh, species, and mm-hmm. they're talking to each other. And um, you know, they say, "When do you think that we'll be free?" And it's and it is dependent upon the humans and no longer needing the genies to be doing this thing. And it's it's interesting that yeah, the genies have this they are also participating in this thing and it might not be the most like pleasurable experience for them. Just like we're participating in this thing and it might not be the most pleasurable experience for us. Yeah. Yeah. I I go, were you going to say something, Matt? Yeah. Well, it's just that I think like one of the, those opening lines Monk kind of referenced it there, but it's, you know, we won't be free until they set free themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and I, you know, I was over the moon, as you said earlier over like, really issue seven. I loved issues one through six. They were such like a great buildup. And then issue seven, it felt like the finale. And so it made you wonder what, what's going to happen in issue eight. And I, to me, it was just like a big fun surprise that we got the last 800 years that led up to where they are now. Um, and it takes place where conversations should take place either on a podcast or in a bar, (laughs) 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 which in the comic, it obviously is just the bar, but, um, but also just, you know, just the genies themselves too. It's like, they are, they are kind of trapped by the human will. Like they, they have to correspond to what we wish of them. And so they, they are bound to us in that way and they want to be free. And, I love how the series also just explored like their ability to break like the fourth wall. I always loved when like one genie would be transitioning into another panel, but having a conversation in the previous one Mm -hmm. and also just like kind of popping out of the panels to like tell us something as the readers. 
And so like they have this, yeah, this, this cosmic power, but yet they're not going to be free until we learn how to set ourselves free of repeating the same history over and over. Yeah. I love the the opening scene and the setting up of the genies and getting to figure out more about like how it all works. And I love the explanation for, you know, I, I love the kind of dialogue that, uh, that our barkeep, the genie who gets to come and be a, a human for a while. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, Will, I loved how he was even contemplating there for a while. Like, how is this the gift? Like, what about mm-hmm. this is is being given to me? Like, humanity is kind of, uh, you know, I don't know the right way to put it, but uh, yeah, burdensome. Well, and mm-hmm. uh, so it took him a long time to try to try to figure it out. And I liked his whole arc in this issue, especially where mm-hmm. he comes to at the end, where he's figured out, you know, because the part of the thing was. There is a perfect wish that would end all of this for everybody. And uh, he finally figures it out, but he's like, you know what? Oh, it's not my wish to make. Like, I loved mm-hmm. his whole arc. What'd you guys think of, of his arc in this uh, issue? Oh, we're all so polite. None of us want to step over each yeah, other. No, I, 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 I love that part, actually. I When I read it first, I honestly missed it. Like, I missed the mm-hmm. first page said the previous 800 years, and I'm just reading it, and I'm like, Wait, this is about the bartender, and then I went back and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like okay, man. And then I read, I started reading it all over again just to make sure I was like thinking of it mm. clearly. But um, you know, I wonder has this been happening previously too? Like, did the previous wish also mm-hmm. get 800 years prior to that? Yeah, like the, like uh, he was the last wish. Like that was what it was. He was mm-hmm. the last person, the last wish, the last yeah, wish the genie, last, the last genie, yeah, the last genie gets to become human. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's also too just this arc it explored for him in issue eight was just you saw how he he just wore out his human existence. Yep. And then he spent the last uh what hundred and twenty years remaking his bar over <laughs> and over. That was another thing I really liked in it too, is like the detail of how like his first bar was in like the eighteen eighties or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was also titled some some like way to say a wish. And, oh yeah, the falling and then star. Each, yeah, and each each bar had a different name that was a different way of talking about a wish. And mm-hmm. I I found that just absolutely like the paneling in this the whole thing was just brilliant. How he was oh, also good. a different like he was a more standout coloration from like what was <laughs> happening in the history that he was telling. And like, I like how he like just flowed between different like it's almost as if like the speech bubbles were like the character in that time like yes. uh, the spirit like going at between, first like, i was confused but yes yeah <laughs> i didn't honestly like i was like mm, i don't really like this that he's just kind of like talking and then like at the end when i realized he was telling the story to daisy um yeah yeah i was like oh okay i like that like of just and just realizing since they're you know both kind of immortal at this point like they're just like yeah we just have time like i can tell you every gruesome detail and that's what's what's so interesting at you know um early on in the comic there's a scene between betty and uh will the bar owner who in the the conversation happens in 702 years after uh uh, g-day and then like she, she says something and then like you know 800 years or uh you know when it's 800 years past g-day um betty is it betty yeah betty who whatever the other one shows up to uh 
whatever whatever happens there. But it's just interesting to see how like time has just become like kind of like this like years don't matter. Mm-hmm. When like you're just when you're an infinite being, like it just I can sit here and contemplate this bucket theory that this guy has like as long as I need because there's no there's no else what else am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to go and be somewhere else. You know, I thought that that's immortality is a really weird thing. And like, you can see it with just everyone in this. They're eventually like, yeah, we're done. Like we've just kind of all, like I said earlier, you got to take the ticket out eventually. And so it's just, yeah, finding that (laughs) making peace with making peace with it and just being able to ride out like in like, I think all of those characters left like looking at their lives feeling very fulfilled and like, oh, I I was actually very lucky to go on the journey that I did. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm happy that it had a happy ending. Like I'm happy that like the last wish wasn't like A, like I hope it was like I'm glad no one was like, let's undo this. Like something like that. Like I'm glad that it was permanent. Like that was just the end of our society in that world, you know? Mm-hmm. You've been quiet, Ray Ray. Yeah. One thing I want to say, which I, and I thought was cool is like, you go back to the barkeep, what's his name? Will? Is that his name? Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, as he's telling his like story and um, like through all the, the centuries he's been alive, like he goes through the same stages that we saw, like everybody go through in issues one through six. Like mm-hmm. he immediately is like doing everything just for himself, like self gratification. He's, you know, doing whatever he wants. And the first, you know, when he first gets sent back down to earth and then he goes through like a power stage, you know, where he's like just mm-hmm. ruling everybody. Then he mm-hmm. goes through like a self improvement stage. And my favorite, I think my favorite panel is the one where he's baking some bread. and then after the self-improvement stage you know he goes into this you know he wants to be a family man and so we see all that too with all you know in the first six issues with you know i I think they even mentioned i can't remember what issue like the oh we're going into the power stage now and him as the bar when he's a barkeep and everybody's still in the bar he's telling everybody like as they're going through all these stages they're the same stages like he went through that Mm -hmm. he's showing and so i really i thought that was pretty cool I really liked his power stage. I think it might be the same one, but where he kind of becomes like the Genghis Khan character. Yeah. Yeah. And my, you guys, this is, this'll, this'll make sense, but it was my favorite because it's when he, uh, I'm glad that you're not going to say a statement. (laughs) That's just like nonsense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like lobsters on the fishtail once the Bonshikans. But just how he like accidentally inspired the myth of vampires. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, here's, here's more. I'll push back a little bit because you I, <laughs> I I struggle when I'm like, oh, you were just every like you were Forrest Gump throughout history, you know, like you were just there for everything. And it's I think for me that kind of like whenever I see that in a medium, because it's not like an uncommon thing, right? Like you, there's again, I'm not I'm drawing a blank, maybe because it's 1135 at night. But who knows? I can't think of another time that they somebody takes on a bunch of personas throughout time. But for me, it's just kind of this like easy, like trope to be like, look at this person. He was this person that, you know, we don't really have to dive into like character development because he's just Genghis Kong, you know, Genghis Kong, like, you know, understand what I mean? It just Mm -hmm. seems like, it's like, well, why did you get to be like this? It's just, it's a weird thing to me. How how did that person get to all those powerful positions? Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's it just seems like well then you're like the main character of this whole thing. You know, like if you're 
being incarnated into all these things, then like it's the, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like it takes away from the individuality or like the specialness of like those if things. If he was just if he was just a um so again, I'll go back to what I was talking about earlier. Um I love Doctor Who and Doctor Who in like uh, about two or three seasons ago had a uh, a girl who was given immortality in like the 12, 13, 1400s, and she lived for forever, but she had a finite memory. So she could never remember everything. So she always had to write everything down. And I said, because the human brain only can categorize a certain, or can only compartmentalize a certain amount of information. And if you live infinitely, like how many people remember things from like 30 years ago exactly? So, mm-hmm. um, but she was always in history, but she was never a focal point in history. She would just be, there was this person who was there, but like, it kind of was like a myth. It wasn't this, mm-hmm. he was the dictator. He was this, he was always like high end. It was not like they, they had a rise to the ranks of all these things because like Monk, like you're saying, like, how did this person become Genghis Khan? Like, was this person queen at one point? Was this person like, cause he could change gender. Like was, was yeah. the bartender just like, he had the ability to just tell everybody what he wanted. Kind of like uh Kilgrave and Daredevil. Like, you know, I'm going to be queen. And, okay. You're queen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's just, well, how did this happen? You know, but I, again, I do get very like, I, I, I love this comic. It was great, but I'm just the <laughs> great picky little boy. And I'm, cause I'm like, so this, he talks about like the bar being well supplied and it's 800 years on. He's like, yeah, we still got beer on tap. And I'm like, where did you get this? You just wished for the bar to be, safe you didn't wish for the bar to be unlimited supplies right yeah and so like i'm i'm looking at him as like i'm that's like kind of like what we're just talking about it's like well what powers do you have do you have the ability to like grant wishes and and do things like that or I i think when will made his wish in issue one i think it was like the necessity of to survive inside the bar was included in in his wish you might be right yeah, because I also remember too, like at the very end, the lady making the last wish, like the genie always like examines her their heart too. Mm-hmm. So it could have mm-hmm. been like something like that when when he made that wish, you know. That's fair. Yeah. All right. But I I want to go back to also just like the you know, yeah, we as finite human people, are, we don't retain our memories that well. It's like you have glimpses of what happened thirty years ago, but telling it in detail. But like one of the, I guess the, the, the benefits of being a genie incarnate human is they said that he gets to retain his memories, and so mm. like that was still at play throughout that. I, form. I was and, ta- like, and I'm talking, yes, I agree with you with that. Yeah. But these, but the two people, the two people who've lived for 700 years, yeah, like they're they're humans. Like they like how do they retain their memories? Mm. Like they're remembering like. Remember, she's like, I remember well, but you, how else you were a baby. Skin that fall off, you know, like yeah. it just they have like <laughs> they have like a supernatural ability about them, you know, like to be able to maintain you because like even your teeth, you know, you like these all, things all have like finite unless they have like I feel like I knocked Kyle through a loop with that one. <laughs> yeah, just over maybe, there rubbing his face. Maybe but it's you, just one of those aspects of immortality that we don't understand though, because if you are immortal, like yeah, you're still going to age, but like at some point, like that immortality is gonna have to play in to keep you healthy, I guess. Right. You just yeah. always be a brazen walking around. 
Remember the California raisins? Those were my jam back in the day. Heck yeah. We actually just found a vintage California raisins t-shirt. Oh, really? Quick plug yeah. your shop. Oh, yeah. 1972, downtown Corvallis. <laughs> there you <laughs> Check go. Check it out. But yeah, I mean, I, I, we talked about a little bit about this off mic. So if you want to come back to this, I was not a huge fan of issue number seven. Uh, I did enjoy it, but for me, it felt like I, I really appreciated how they did the 800 years in this, that they didn't try to show you 800 years worth of stuff. They're just like, listen, these people just got old. Like, yeah. that's just what happened. The world just kind of dwindled. People died off without making their wish or they made some stupid ones. Like, we're just here now, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, it was, I was a little bit worried that I'm like, oh man, this is going to be trying to slam in a lot. Mm-hmm. But also what happened to Sun Man? Did he, did he, he go did, the he, way he of all people in number seven? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I will say, um, I wish we got a little bit more of what was going on outside. Like, uh, we just didn't get to see the world at all. And that did kind of bum me out a little bit. Um, I will say that, that I, I mean, Mark and I have, Mad and I have talked about this, about how that was really like in those early issues, issues like one through four was mm-hmm. really kind of where it was predominant, where you get to see like the world outside. Yeah. And like, that's, I, I think that for me, like just speaking personally, that's a large percentage of the reason why I, I, got on that comic was because I'm like there's just some real fun stuff happening in the back this art is super bombastic like yep. it's just all over the place it's super spazzy the moon is has a right terrible yeah, face yeah. on it I loved how the moon had like a long gray beard and this uh-huh. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just didn't really get a too much of a sense of like just how bad it had gotten. I mean, I guess mm. I'm just kind of taking taking their word for it. But I have a, a potentially rather um, dumb question that I'm hoping you guys can shed light on. So at the end, you know, there's the final wish, and I would like to get your guys' take on the final wish. Uh, but before I ask that question, you flip the page, and it's just another one of those uh, you know population statements, right? Mm. What the heck? I don't understand it. Can someone explain to me? So the final wish happens, and then the population's back to 8 billion, but the genie population is zero. So does that mean that that was the perfect wish, that the genies are set free? Because we're we're back to where there should be... It should be equal again. Like, when the population gets to 8 billion, the genies come back. But here it's saying human population 8 billion, genie population zero. So was that the perfect wish? Are the genies set free? I yeah, took the, it as yes. Yeah. I think for the purpose of the story, like that was the best they could do. Well, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> no, go ahead, Russ. No, I was yeah. going to say, I, I took it as that without asking for things to start over, it literally brought everything back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because that's interesting because for a second when I saw that I wondered if it did just reset it like it reset it without resetting it it reset it without like the the wish of let's reset this like it reset it back to does that mean like people came back from the dead yeah basically like nobody knew eight seconds later I just like I started over that's I mean again I could be wrong yeah I interpreted Hmm. that for like a hot second and then I think I meant then I went into no this is we're seeing this the time after this that the human population is rebuilt 
and they've rebuilt upon. But it says on the top the next eight seconds. That's yeah, it's confusing because yeah. it says the next eight oh. seconds. That's the only reason I said that because I'm like I agree with you. I now we're gonna have to arm wrestle. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some more, some more. Okay, oh. that works too. <laughs> the next, the, the, like if it said on the top like the next iteration or or just left it blank and it just had the picture of the Earth and it said you know eight billion people genie zero and they left the top completely blank i would have been fine with that i would have just seen earth eight billion people no genies means that we solved the problem but yeah. because it said the next eight seconds that means something had to have happened that reset things because so where did all those eight billion people come from because right now on earth there weren't eight billion people were there i mean maybe there were like all these people lost their wishes but were people still having babies over these 800 years were people still like 800 years later would was the population getting back to that? Like, we don't know. It just makes me think of like that final mm-hmm. wish though. And there was, the wish was, I think, uh, I wish that everybody could be loved in the way that they want to be loved. I, I thought have, it, I have an I think it was that they would love other people the way they love themselves. The way yeah. they would, no, they, they would love people the way that they want to be loved. Okay. Yeah. I that's have what it, I, yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Because I wish it's almost like somebody once said, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry, Ross, will you read it one more time? I wish that everyone would love the way they want to be loved. So meaning yeah. only love the way that you want to be loved. So how you want to feel love, that's how you should love. So everybody has to love in the way that they would want to be loved. Mm. So, yeah, nobody, so nobody can be, no, there's no hate. Yeah, that's well, a big pill to swallow. But it, um, I guess kind of where my mind went in thinking about that wish too is like, Love takes a lot of different shades. Yes, you know? that's exactly. So I had a problem with the end, exactly <laughs> for that reason. And like the no hate thing, like, man, there's a lot of people who hate themselves. So I, yeah. I mean, I get it for the purpose of the story and I still loved it. But being the the like monk, the little nitpicky boy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a little nitpicky there because I just, and I don't know, because it just made me think a lot about that question exactly like you said, Mad. And uh, I guess it just left me like confused because I, I also about to, the question to yeah. piggyback like off of that. In the first issue with the same character who makes the wish, her wish is that uh, she would have her bandmate fall in love with her. And I don't mm-hmm. believe it works. Is that correct? Because mm-hmm. he was inside the bar. Because he was outside. So no, they, they were, no, he was... Oh, they, inside. You're right. He was yeah, I'm wondering if... And she was I, outside the bar and nothing outside the bar affected anything inside That's the bar. right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yep. I'm curious to see if there's any panels in there or anything where it says about how the genies respond to uh, wishes that alter humans' free will. Mm-hmm. Because to say, you know we have free will to choose to love or hate. You, you know? think that has anything to do, by the way, the bar, the bartender's name is Will? Will. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. I'm talking about free will. Yeah. Ah. Free, free Willy. Willy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just really quick as an aside, there's a little resemblance between Monk and I and then Ray and Mad, like with that same hat on, the same ear. Like, what's going on here? Are we like alternate like realities of the same crew here? What's going on? <laughs> We're gonna have to I, switch something. <laughs> I like that Ross is still solo in all of this. I got. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I got glasses like on. Yeah, so. that's the only difference. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's your overlap with uh, with Ross. Yeah, so Ross, Ross the uh, the last panel, the wish 
was the perfect wish then, and it reset not it, it not only freed the genies, but it also reset Earth. Again, I mean, it's perspective. It's hard to know because, like, like if it was me and I wrote this book, I would have just did I wish dot dot dot, mm-hmm. and then the next page just be Earth eight billion zero. Not say any time frame. Just be like there is not a even perfect wish, wish that like oh, there that's... is a perfect wish out there that can free everybody and but like you don't you don't need to say it. like it doesn't need to be said i liked that wish because i personally think that's a great wish because like my wife always talks about this she's always thinking about other people and mm-hmm. she always says like sometimes it's not reciprocated and she wishes people would just like do the things that she would want but then that's also selfish um mm-hmm. so i'm obviously i'm ross my wife is rachel we like friends um, and, uh, you know, we go back to, there's an episode with Phoebe where Phoebe's like, there's no selfless good deed. And that's basically the way, like, I think about with this, like you, 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 if you want people to love you, then how is that not selfish that you want to be loved? Mm-hmm. But like, if you're just, if you're just loved, like if everyone just loves everybody, like then there's no hate. But then like you said, how could there be no hate? But then maybe there's no sports teams I do league soccer. <laughs> okay, so or let me get right. like philosophical and like a little like hoity-toity about not hoity-toity uh, artsy fartsy. I don't know what's the right hippy dippy. Both, both are fine. <laughs> there we go. Um, like I, I kind of lost what I was going to say and all of that. Sorry, it's. The reason, you know, Kyle, you mentioned earlier about people hating themselves or like hating whatever. Hate is a response to a fundamental love. You only hate things because of it's a response to something that you love. So when people hate themselves, they don't hate themselves because they they truly do. It's because they see things about themselves that they don't admire in themselves. And to me, that is a form of self-love because you're observing yourself you know, inaccurately sometimes, but you're still, there's still a part of you that's like, I want to be the best version of myself. And I hate it when I can't bring that out. And yes, it is like misdirected back on yourself. But again, and it's, you know, it's even in this comic talking about like selfishness and selfless, selflessness and selfishness, they do mention that, that humans get those two things like mixed up a lot, you know, in that, Mm -hmm. that opening dialogue. And I think that that's, you know, that's definitely the case. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here being like arguing over. It's like, is it truly selfless to do these things? Well, it's like, well, look at us. We don't, we're all sitting here being like, I don't want to be selfish, you know, even as I'm wishing for everything to be okay. So mm-hmm. like, you just have to, it, it's the, the love is in there. You just got to find it in the thing, but it's still kind of I, what I wanted to say is just being like, well, I feel like that kind of alters humans' free will, you know, of just being well, like, if you make everybody love, that's that's their choice. That's that's no longer their choice to do. Yeah. Well, and it just it makes me think too, is like, does this wish make envy not a part of humanity anymore? Because I feel like the envy of other people is what leads us to hate ourselves because like I'm not making as much money as this guy. And I'm terrible for it. I envy that guy's money. I hate myself for not being that. You know, you can pick whatever topic and put it in there. But like, does this last wish, does that mean that we don't envy anything from anybody? Because we also now 
I guess, understand what it means to love others in the way that we want to be loved and shown love. Um, so hmm. it just, there's certain things that have to go away for this wish to like work the out of, out of what we are as humans when it's it comes like to, to our selfish utopian society. Yeah. And can that, is that possible? Even on a wish. Can I ask for Thomas Moore? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk about that at some other time. Good, good, good cut on you. Uh, I have uh, a question and then followed by two statements. Uh, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Oh, Baby, don't hurt a... me no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have Ray, to say about 8 billion genies. Ray, what's your, what's your take on the, the final wish and how it ended? You know, I liked it. I, I thought it was a perfect way to to end it. I didn't have any issues with it. Um, it like like everybody, I'm sure when you flip the page and it was like the next eight seconds, like I had so many questions rolling through my head. Obviously, it was the perfect wish. I thought you asked that earlier. Um, even the genie, he was like perfect, you know. Yeah. And um, but man, it's weird. I just still don't know if it's like, is this eight seconds? Like after they made the wish, did it reset? And it was like, like Ross mentioned, like that time frame, like, cause they're back to 8 billion and there's no genie. So it looks like everything moving forward is going to be smooth sailing, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Ross though, too, on the, like what I was expecting was I wish dot, dot, dot. And then the next page being exactly what it was. And just because like a good story will end leaving you with lots of questions like you want to know mm -hmm. more. And like a lot of times, too, throughout the series and like we talk about the missing gaps uh, once we got to like issue seven. And it's like, yeah, you're going through the decades. You know, what did we miss in all those decades? Well, there's opportunity for spinoffs there. Like we could see a Sunman comic come out and get all of his tales told. You know, and Ooh, that's a good question. Would you so like it does make me wonder, like, are we going to get more out of this series or are we just going to be left with eight billion genies as it is? With how well it did, I'd be surprised if we don't get a spinoff. No. Yeah. But do you want that? That's what I, I would want to know. You want to know what I would want to know? I would want to know the history of where the genies came from. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if, if this like is only prequel. the third, the third iteration, then yeah. at some point, 2400 years ago, the genies came. Where do they come from? Yeah. There is a part of me that like is fine with just letting sleeping dogs lie, you know? Uh, because Again, I agree with you on that. I'd rather it just end. But if they're going to do that, like, and you yeah, ask me that's what? the thing that you wanted to see. I agree with you. That's honestly what I would want to see. Or just like, what would like, maybe they should do an annual or like a one shot where it's just like the best of wishes. And like, just That'd do like, cool. yeah. they, yeah, just do like, you know, a, a big old 64 page book and just have like it filled with like the guy who would just like whatever about how they did at the beginning of all those issues where it was like those, those like at the beginning of the first couple issues, they had like the start and they would have like a couple of wish, they did like a wish, mm -hmm. like the guy wished for all those comic books and toys in his room. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if you just had like a page each page of like 64 pages of just yeah. wishes <laughs> I 100% would buy that I'd like oh I agree it was yeah. hilarious just mm -hmm. to see the art for the art yeah. alone yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well uh, that's another thing too is the you know Mon Monk's wish at the beginning of this was I want to be able to see God and probably explode and like they got <laughs> you know they got to see like the genie for what it really looked like 
And yeah, that's, that that's, cool. that's kind of going in for me too, with like what Ross is saying is like, if I want to see something else, it's a spinoff. I'd like to know more about like the genies and where they came from and what do they actually look like? And can we even, can we even picture that? Like, I love that it was kind of obscure. Like it was kind of like branchy, but like it wasn't giving mm-hmm. you the center. Yeah. Right. One of the things is uh, Will is having a conversation with the last genie at the very end, and he's kind of congratulating him, saying, looks like you, you're the winner this time, right? And is that just because it's before the wish, if it was the perfect wish? Because he's kind of telling him, like, hey, you get to come back now. Oh, but I guess he wouldn't have counted as a genie. He would have been No, he does count the- as a genie because the last, um, you know, how they, they said there's only two genies left? No, wrong. If you go to the page, it says there's three genies left. Well, that was for the the first the two genies no. left was for the last eight hundred no. years, and there's three the last eight hundred years. It still says it still says it, it says three. Mm-hmm. I went back to check. It says three, and that's oh. the problem. It says three human population. Genie oh, population. Interesting. Three. Well, he does so say that him. he's part human, part he, genie. He is. He does, yeah. But I wonder if the previous genie who lasted the last thing becomes human for the next iteration, and then they go up to the sky, and then they give their human part to the future, the, the last genie for the last person for this part. Mm. If the genies have to continue, but the genies don't continue, so he like congratulates this person, but like there's no more genies. So mm-hmm. well, that's true. Yeah, I guess that if they're truly free, then he just gets to be free. You know. I think it's kind of like a weird, That's like great. when when <laughs> the two genies are talking, uh, when you know Will gets sent down into his incarnation, it's he sends him down and he's like, uh, he's like, have fun. I have to go see a bunch of people. Yeah, and, uh, and I don't know if like that was because he was the last genie from last time, like you were just saying, and they swapped out, or if he's just like a sadistic butthole and was just like <laughs> see it like you're gonna be down there for a few like i know so and he's like wait i have questions my <laughs> uh, but well, like at it the also, end it, it, it also just begs that question too with like the genie switch is like it's seen as like the prize for yes. the genies but at the same time it does all like they're playing on this yeah it's your turn sucker uh-huh like, yeah because that's uh, the other thing like with you know, Ross mentioned like, you know, Will's name is Will and it's free will, but it's also, there's a little bit of like the human will, at least that we got of that in this issue in issue eight with that first or the last 800 years or whatever was just him using his human willpower to explore humanity and educate himself on it because his whole goal was to figure out what the perfect wish was because in their conversation in the beginning, they're talking about like, how long are we going to keep doing this? You know, like they've had so many iterations already. And so that's the question that's on his mind when he gets thrown down with a super fastball straight down into earth. And he's like, well, I should probably start exploring this thing. Yeah. I, I, did you think it was interesting that he could age himself? Like uh, he did that so quick. Like it's kind of a, a weird humanity that you get to just manipulate. Well, yeah. yeah. And then uh, that's, it's like, well, how true of a human experience is that is like, if you get to be like, well, I can just, I can look, make myself look prettier now. And again, going back to like, how do you, how do you, how do you get to these positions of power? It's like, well, mm-hmm. I can manipulate myself to be whatever I need to be to fill those things. But like, again, like the whole point was him learning about what it meant to be human. So we can't like put on this, like, you're not doing humanity, right? Because he doesn't, he just doesn't know. You know, it's a foreign thing to him. 
So mm-hmm. it is something that he learns over time and he just becomes, you know, an average Joe at the end. Running a bar. <laughs> What'd you guys think of uh, the other lady's wish in the bar or how she just gave it up and like wish she didn't have a wish? I really liked her arc just because she was the child born in the bar in the first issue. Mm-hmm. And that she's a character that we got to follow through all eight issues. She I, That's another part of ep, or issue seven I really liked is when the youth kind of revolts on like, why mm-hmm. do we have to be 25 mm-hmm. to make our wish? You know, like I've heard that back in the old days, you'd go to the military when you're 18. So it's like, why can't we have our wishes now? So she always had this struggle of, I don't get to use my wish. It's been impressed on me that it's important that I use my wish wisely. And all it became for her was, I want the last wish. And that's yeah. what we got in issue eight with her is that she's kind of disgruntled about the whole thing. And she just wants the last wish just for the sake of having it. Yeah. She hasn't really like thought it out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why that I love when she, like, she makes her entrance. I also, I love that it was a transition of, Daisy walking into the bar and then she was there for like a hundred years or something. Yeah, like 70 years or something and, like that. Yeah. And then Daisy comes in and she's like guns a blazing, like mm-hmm. taking that wish. And then she gets to sit at a bar with a bit of like kind of regret in her actions as she listens to two people who have in retrospect kind of known her, like know her story. Cause they've existed longer than she has. Right. Oh. I feel like this comic did a very good job at coming full circle. And oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's, it feels like that's kind of like a cop-out or like it's just like, oh, okay, of course, it's like uh, earnest or something like that. But I definitely feel like, I feel like all of the characters who were like standing in the bar at the end, like I said earlier, it's just, it all felt earned. They all felt very tired and very withered, but also very like, had like they had, full experiences and like had come to an, an understanding later in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it would be cool. I mean, I've, we've talked about this now for 48 minutes, which is quite nice, but I'd like to get uh, your kind of final thoughts overall. Like uh, if I could just go down a list, give your kind of final thoughts and like what you thought of, did it live up to the hype for you? This is like, I think one of the most hyped series I've, uh, I've read in a while, and mm-hmm. I mean, there was just a lot of excitement for it. So I'll do the picking, no complaining. But uh, yep. Ray, what, what, oh, dude, what'd you I think, hate buddy? Going first, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know going back to the end of last year, like this, e- even though the series wasn't finished, it made my top five. And mm-hmm. um, from the start, I immediately loved the the this. Um, the whole thing. I love the premise. I, the art I thought was fantastic. Like I remember the first couple issues, like just flipping through it multiple times just to find all the cool stuff in the background that you didn't see the first couple of times you read it. Yeah. Like the art alone to me was just awesome to flip through. Yeah. And um, like the only issue that I kind of like, and it wasn't even bad, but for me, issue it was issue six. I was like, okay, issue six. It was a kind of weird transition issue. I really liked issue seven. Um, oh, and, and <laughs> good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Why would I want a friend not to enjoy a comic? <laughs> and um, I like this one, but definitely one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. That's all I can say. I loved it. Like everything about it. It was, it was hilarious. You get cool action stuff. Um, yeah. It was just a world you could get lost in, you know, where you can just 
Like you didn't even have to read dialogue. You just flip through the pages, you know? And yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely one of my all time favorites, I think for sure. Right yeah. on. What about you, Mad? Yeah, no, this, this will definitely be on my top five at the end of the year. Um, like, and it's also too, it's just, if anybody comes to me in the, you know, next few weeks or whatever, and they wanting to get into comics, mm-hmm. but they don't want, mm-hmm. I think, I think the guy on like major mm-hmm. spoilers said it just, if they're looking to get into comics, but they don't want the classic Marvel and DC and they're looking for something good, like this is probably what I'm going to recommend Yeah, because it, does, it, caps, it captures so much of like what comics are, but it also just has a very relatable human story to yeah. it. Yeah. And so I think it's a great place to just dive in, even if you're looking for something to pick up to read. Heck yeah, dude, I agree. Ross, yeah. what about you, buddy? No, I agree with what both of you guys are saying. Honestly, I really liked it. I can't wait for it to come out and trade and then mm. I can reread it as a whole because I feel like that's going to really piece it together. I, I find that when I read these individuals, they're good, but the, um, the when I get to trade and I can read all eight issues and I can just sit there in one sitting, read it all, and I'll be able to really see did it flow as well as I thought or was I off or like... Mm-hmm. Monk saying like mm. issue seven was like its own problem or Ray said issue six and like I had issues with both of those issues because they weren't like I wanted things more developed but you want to know what mm. maybe if I read it in a trade it mm-hmm. would be like they just were like and it was almost like a montage of things like you kind of just you didn't need more detail if you read it as a whole but because you're reading individuals and you're kind of just like it's not Little Monsters. Didn't leave you with like <laughs> what, what, what yeah. the world that I did read. Um, but I feel like that's. Oh. It, 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 I I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It it's going to be one of the books at the end of the year that I'll reread as a trade to see mm-hmm. if I really did like it. Because it's a matter of will it hold up six to eight months from now? Probably. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're doing a trade paperback. I think it's going straight to hardcover. Like a, an oversized yeah. hardcover. Yeah, 8 for, Billion Genies Deluxe Edition. Yeah, it's going straight cover. to a deluxe edition. And uh, the, se- the Secret Source says that comes out September 6th. But we'll, <laughs> secret Source. We'll see. <laughs> this burger is soaked in Secret Source. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Monk? What, what, what are your final thoughts on this? My final thoughts? Uh, good comic. It was great. Um, I think it was very interesting. I think back to like when it first started, it felt like I was holding a comic that was going to be like an old man Logan of comics, you know, mm-hmm. like of just like this is like it felt like people just knew like the buzz around it or whatever. It was just like this is going to be like a staple comic. And I definitely feel like it has. Um I'm not going to be as ambitious as all of you lads and say it's going to be in my top five. We still have so much of the year left. I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. it's not in my top five. I hope so many better stories come out just because I want good stories. You're limiting yourselves. Just kidding. Um, Challenge accepted. Yeah, let's find them. Like, and again, like, not saying that that's bad, but like, let's find good stories. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed everything about it. Good story. It was filled with heart. Had good, you know, real fleshed out characters. Like, at no point in time did I not believe like anybody would make the decisions that they're making, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was really like, and me and Mad talk a lot about like lulls in comics and this had none, you know, like mm-hmm. again, like outside of like editing choices and storytelling choices, which is, you know, preferences and opinions, but like there seemed to be no, like just like fluff, you know, yeah. like, everything that was told was to aid the story. Mm-hmm. 
I think the the moment I was happiest in the entire series was when uh, the idea guy, the idea man, got obliterated. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was, was like, best. finally, that was my favorite part. And I love how the genie spoke to him. I like, know his, his, his like personal genie was just like, oh, it's oh, so oh close. sorry, oh, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole series. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, on guys, I I enjoyed it. Um, not as not as much as any of you. It will probably not be in my top five, but it was a great Ooh. great series. It jumped around too much for me, and I, I had a problem with the ending uh, being confusing. The yeah. artwork alone, if we were just gonna have like a top five of like favorite comic book art, it'd be up there for sure. But uh, I don't know. I just like spend. I know you all hate little monsters. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I do. But I, I love just. I love sitting there and like hate, these backstories it. that feel like they're not going anywhere. Like you know, like I just didn't get anything really. Like I, I just wish I could have got m- more into the characters than we did. It was it was an idea story, and I can't critique it. Like this is just the way this story was going to be told. Otherwise, it's going to be 150 issues. Right. Yeah, uh, and so it seems like a lame critique to be like. You know, they said from the outset it was going to be eight issues. I, I guess I just wish I would have had more. And that's uh, how he's going to use his wish now. Figure yeah, it out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I I I can feel that of just because it's such a good thing. You want to spend more time in it, yeah. and mm-hmm. like you really love like seeing these characters in this world. Um, but again, like it's it wasn't the story that they set out yeah. to do. You know, like what was the the superhero kid's name? I think Sun, Sun, Sun Man. Sun Man. Like, dude, his whole arc seems so cool, but to like actually be able to watch it more, like develop, like his ending felt too abrupt to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt like he he had a good ending. I felt like he ran. It's course. not that it didn't have a good ending. I thought it was an appropriate ending. I just it it could have landed more for me. Like a bird. I don't know. Landed and like I, a bird. I kind of felt like with the Sunman arc throughout the series, like it seemed a little short, but it all and it left you with a lot of questions. But being that he is a superhero that was working essentially <laughs> for a government agency, it's like been there, done that. And so we yeah, kind of yeah. could fill in the gaps with his story. That's true. But still, yeah, I would like to see more of like the missions like, that Sunman did. Like get yeah. the get some action in there. But that's again, that's not what this story was trying to tell. Yeah. And I think I and this is why I kept asking asking you, Monk, because I thought maybe I'd have like a kindred spirit here. Because I thought I remembered you saying about issue seven that you were frustrated with the jumpiness, like yeah. especially with the bandmates. Like all of a sudden their story's just kind of done. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Um but again, like it's maybe I've made peace with it and just don't feel like uh kicking a dead horse. But um, you and your horses, man. I'm I not gonna them. let horses anywhere around you. That's a good call. Um <laughs> just because they've heard it and they're vengeful. Uh there's I think there might be a book called Horses Never Forget. But anyways, I don't know, those are elephants. Um but uh yeah, uh I don't know where I was going. Good comic. Oh, uh yeah, issue number seven. Yeah, there was just like okay, now we're all like ha- their story just to go back to what Ross was saying is how I feel about the book utopia of just like, well, that seems like unrealistically positive and like everything just worked out with no human error in it at all. 
I, mm-hmm. There was my review of issue number seven of Eight Billion Genies and the book <laughs> Utopia by Thomas More. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I think if I had to give it a rating, though, I'd still rate it really high. Like, I'm not, I'm not down on it. Don't hear me say that. Like, I loved it. But it, it's probably coming in somewhere three, five, four for Ooh. me out of oh, five. five. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Mm. So... But the art four point five for sure. 4. 5. No, yeah. I agree. Three, 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 five, four. Like, I, it might, it might not be as good as I remember recalling it when I reread it at the end of the year. But that's what happens. You, yeah, like you said, you go back to the end of the year, and, and when you get to the end of the year, like Monk said, like there might have been other stories that you totally forget about or that happen, and you just kind of reread them, and you're like, wow, this wasn't as good as I remember compared to this. Mm-hmm. Ray, were you going to say something? No. <laughs> I'm just looking at other books. He's just enjoying. He's hey, just enjoying I did enjoy there. Little Monsters 12. I did like it. I, I read that one too. Um, anyways, that's for another well, time. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. that. That's the. Is that the latest one? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I haven't read it yet because I've only read Eight Me Million Genies so far this week. <laughs> well, I think it was a cool book. I, I'm happy you guys joined us for the for a finale of probably one of the biggest releases of the year. I think yeah. uh, in terms of uh, popularity and sales and just uh, yeah. buzz generated around it. And, uh, issue, you know, issue one was the I think I think is Image's most reprinted issue at yep. five five reprintings. That's or, wild. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So, have you guys uh, read anything else? I think Mad probably has right because Soul's written a lot of Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah, he uh, he was kind of given the helm for a lot of the early Star Wars when Disney took over, and all of his stories are very very solid. I think. I may be wrong. I think he started with the main Star Wars, so with Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. Um, Didn't he and do I think, Darth Vader stuff too? And yeah, and then he did Volume Two of Darth Vader, which is the uh, Dark Lord of the Sith run, where it's right after Episode Three. Um, that's that's like my favorite Darth Vader series that came out. I should probably check, make sure Sule wrote that. Still um, in the drawer. I don't know how you how you guys are doing on time. If we should land this bird, as Monk likes to say, or if we could do a little round on maybe uh, something else depends, you've loved this week. Depends on the time. Depends on the time. All right, fair enough. Has anybody <laughs> read Phantom Road? No, I didn't even pick it up. I accidentally let it let it stay on the shelf. Not that I, I was an accident. I really enjoyed issue number one, um, and yeah. it jumped right into it. You know, oh. so. I may be waiting for the trade on that one because I asked my shop to pull it for me and I didn't it didn't end up in my box on Wednesday. So I don't know if they forgot to get it in for me, but I'll I'll figure that out. But I might wait for the trade. Yeah. Issue two was wild, man. That's all I'll say. I won't spoil anything. All right. Well, anything else anybody wants to mention here? We're all kind of zombied out or <laughs> I think that's it. I was gonna talk a little monsters, but I don't want to spoil it for any for, for Matt yeah, I, read mean, it. I, I read I read like twelve, thirteen books this week, but if nobody's <laughs> read it, then I know I have. You wanna do a little side mission here, Ross? <laughs> I know it's like Ross okay, and I wanted um, let's see. Well, I read Red Zone, James Bond, Double Seven. Uh, obviously, did you read Genies. gimmick two? Yeah, you read gimmick. Yep, I read gimmick one and two. Um, little monsters, little monsters, uh, world tree. Um, I That's read the so approach. Bizarre because the approach came out a few weeks ago. The, end of the approach. 
World Tree. It's weird. My comic yeah. shop had it. I have it. I read it as well. I know, but yeah. it's not supposed to be out yet. Like it's supposed <laughs> to be out. Buddy my buddy's from Pennsylvania. My buddy's like, he's like, yeah, they're not supposed to have it. My comic book shop was like, well, they sent it to me, so I'm selling it to you. <laughs> I think yeah, it's I a ploy by the publisher to be like, look how we're disrupting society like the figures within World Tree are. I think it's it's real life. It's wild book. Like, wild. It's like when they hire those actors to go to that baseball game and smile for the movie Smile. This is the exact same thing. <laughs> I have no I'm idea what to, you're I'm talking about, but I'll take their word for it. <laughs> well, good. I swung for the fences like that. Again, another baseball reference. <laughs> you a big baseball guy? Uh, no. I've been to baseball games. I enjoy I enjoy them. Uh, I, As I've gotten older, I'm more terrified of them because I feel like my skull would not do well against a baseball or a baseball bat. Probably true. Ross, our, our basketball teams are in the playoffs, man. Are you excited? Yeah, well, I, I you know, I have to work tomorrow, <laughs> and then I you know, put the kids to bed, and so I'm like, I think I'm going to miss the whole game. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's okay. I'll read also, comics at work, so. I want to I wanna do a little something before we head out, and I think we should all sing Happy Birthday to Mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, right. Your birthday's Monday. <laughs> Isn't his birthday Monday? Is your birthday Sunday, Monday? Sunday. My birthday is Sunday, but, but Sunday. Kyle's, yours, yours is Monday. Yeah, we've got back-to-back birthdays. So I think sing- this was just a ploy to get us to sing it to both of you. Yeah, dude, I got to go over <laughs> singing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anybody here watch The Office? Yeah, yeah I've, I've watched it all, yeah. Do you remember the scene where it's Michael Scott's birthday and he calls Jan and he's like, hey, Jan, happy birthday. And Jan's like, it's not my birthday. But he's just calling her saying yeah, that because he, said, he wants her had, to say happy birthday right, to no, him. Said, I thought we had the same birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy so, birthday, Kyle. Yeah, and, I was just looking for a happy birthday. I, you know, yeah, happy birthday, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I will Does say... Anybody, Go ahead. I just want to say this real quick. Ross, in in this one sentence, what did you think of the finale of Know Your Station? I pre- <laughs> I pre- thought I predicted this from the beginning. Yeah. I thought same. that it, I thought I thought how it ended was exactly how I thought it was going to end because 2001 a Space Odyssey is in my top 10 movies of all time. Mm. <laughs> there you go. I uh I was a little caught, caught off guard by the ending. I need to go back because I don't know how I feel about it. I like certain well, that's aspects my hard of part. it. I, once I realized I, I thought of open the pod bay doors, hell, and and that that's what I felt. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like the computer. The, it's the computer. And um, mm. But then once that happened, I liked, I liked the ending post them finding out, but it was very predictable that I thought that that was what was going to happen and that's how it was going to end. Yeah. I I I don't think I still like that it would end like it did, but I knew that the station was behind what it was. To understand this conversation, make sure you check out the comic. <laughs> know your station. It is very enjoyable. I yes. honestly, the this issue kind of like it like for me, but th- that's just yeah. because of like it's too much for me to explain on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. But I will say, overall, I really enjoyed the experience of of reading that comic. Written by the same woman who wrote Eat the Rich. Yep. Yeah. I loved Eat the Rich. And the you artist guys. is by the same artist who did, um, uh, what was the this story with the guy who robbed the bank and it was the Satan worshippers that we were reading, Kyle? Oh, True Cult. True Cult. True Cult. True Cult. Yeah. So. 
good art, good story. But that last issue went like monks. Like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mad hard to land a bird. Something? No, I just made the sound effect to the woo, 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 woo. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> you guys got your eye on anything coming out uh, next week? I know Horror War 3 is coming out, Monk. I know you've been enjoying that. I am enjoying that. Now, I I like to uh, I like to go into the coffee uh, the coffee shop the comic shop pretty blind. I try not to look into what's going outside of like maybe like just for the podcast knowing what's going to be there. But like for me, one of my favorite things about going to the pod uh, the comic book shop is you're like, just all over the place. I'm just going. I'm a I'm a man about town. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love going there and just being surprised. Yeah, well, let me ruin that for you and go tell ahead you about the ones I'm you do it every Monday, to. so it's okay. <laughs> Kyle is is one of is one of them all eight eyes. Yes. Yeah. That one looks cool from Dark Horse about like post nine eleven kind of. Uh, that one looks rad. Yeah, I I I, I kind of had a hunch that you might be getting that one. I'm getting that one too. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't even know that yeah. one. Uh, Ross, we got Chicken Devils three for sure coming out next week, man. Hey, there's a lot of aftershock saying they're coming out next week. I'd be nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> And I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it looks pretty cool. Um, called Seven Years in Darkness. I think Frank posted about it today. Did you guys see this one from CEX Publishing? Mm-mm. It's pretty no. cool. It's, uh, the Academy of Black Magic has reopened its doors for the first time in 200 years. 72 children will walk through the Academy doors for freshman year, but only seven will graduate and walk out alive. The seven-year journey starts here, this dark and sweeping fantasy epic from acclaimed comics creator Joe Schmalky. Hmm. Oh, he does a lot of uh, Black Caravan for Scout. Yeah. Yeah. So, And Frank said it was really cool, so um, stoked about that one coming out. We've got um, Liquid Kill. You've been reading that, haven't you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, that is coming out. I... I don't know how I feel about this one. I've I've I reread both issues and it's there's something's unsettling about it to me and I haven't figured it out. <laughs> All right. Uh we got Quested Five Ray coming out. I think we're the only two reading that one. Uh Canary Six, I think that wraps up Canary on Comicsology. Oh, that's coming out? I think so, yeah, the eighteenth. Another Comicsology one that's coming out that I'm stoked for is the Book of Evil, uh number three. three. Yeah. Has anybody been reading Book of Evil? I got like halfway through the first one. And you gave up because you didn't like it? Yeah, I think I think it's one that I was reading on like a trip with the family. And it was like I have time and then I just once the trip was over, I didn't pick it up again. But I'll go back to it if you want me to. Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear what, what both of you guys think. It's uh it's cool. I think Monk would like it, but sometimes I'm way off on what Monk would like. So <laughs> Same I'm here, an man. enigma. <laughs> but can... yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' take. It's totally different, but it's it's a it's a cool story. But it's there's big gaps in between issues, but uh it's mostly prose. It's not very comic booky and uh yeah. it's kind of a cool cool experience. Uh, Fallen 2, maybe, maybe not, I guess, Ross. I've been saying this for two I weeks. I think it's now. not. I think it's in two weeks. All right. I um, think it's, I mean, I could right. be wrong, but I think it's in two weeks. And, um, no. And I've been keeping up, um, with Undiscovered Country in trades and trade volume four, four comes yeah. out yeah, next week. And that's another Charles Soule or Soule or however you say it. And, uh, 
I don't know if anybody here's read the uh, Tokyo Ghost Rick Remender, but a deluxe hardcover version of that's coming out next week or being reprinted. I'm not sure, but I love Tokyo Ghost. So if anyone hasn't read it, probably a cool way to pick it up and read it. And it looks like everyone's kind of searching the webs for. Well, now I just looked up Tokyo Ghost because I, I think I'm thinking of the comic Ghost Cage. Yeah, this is, I'm thinking of Ghost Cage, I think was the comic. And that was a really fun one. It was very manga esque. Yeah, Ghost yeah. Cage. It was yeah. a three uh, three issue arc, and I really enjoy that. And I think I have it all, but they're they're thick boys. But the art is very like Asian influenced. And Big old boys. Big old. You stack them up when you're like, oh, <laughs> look at them hogs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were very enjoyable. Yeah. Anything else to mention for next week? I love week? horses. <laughs> Monk loves horses. Let the record state he's not kicking <laughs> them or hurting them. He loves them. Got a horse right uh, here on my arm. Supposedly, Hunt, Kill, Repeat 2 is coming out next week. Yeah, that looked cool, too. No, I think I next week is that. a lighter week for me. I think in two weeks, it's going to be a big week. But next week, yeah. I don't think there's much. Well, I thank everybody here for coming on, especially uh, Ross and Monk for staying up late and making this happen. Thank you, guys. Uh, we love the pull box pals. Uh, how can people follow you guys and keep up with everything you're doing? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take this one. Yeah, um, you usually do this stuff. I usually do this part <laughs> I'll anyway. I'll think of something uh, witty to say in the meantime. Yeah, you can find us pretty much on all the socials at, at Pullbox Pals. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Matt underscore nerdy, and you can find Monk on Instagram at that Monk guy. And yeah, we go live every Wednesday, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we love chatting comics. We love when people engage. You, All three of you have engaged us in our live streams before. And so thank you guys for that. And we also love you guys. Yeah. So thank you for having us on. It's a lot of, course, of fun. Man. Yeah. Ross, where can people follow your comic book shenanigans? Oh, just I'm on I'm on Instagram, Red Optical Corp. That's my I uh, love how you're just handle. like, yeah, you know, if you want to, you can <laughs> check me I'm, out. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Come on, I, um, man. G- gin and tonic a comic, dude. Yeah, I, like, cool I, love my gin, there, I love my gin and tonics, and I uh, I I will pour myself a glass while, after I've read all the books, and I will re- reread the book that I think that I like the most, and basically mm-hmm. post what I think about it. I didn't post anything yet, because I figured if we're doing this, I didn't want to spoil anything and put anything out in case somebody hadn't read anything. Mm. Um, but I appreciate And then guys. we didn't talk about any other book. Because <laughs> no, okay, no. I, can, I can now post whatever book I like best out of all of them. Um, through. But yeah, well, no, you guys are awesome. I, I really enjoy coming on and chatting with you guys. Well, these these are my favorite dudes in the comic book space. So make sure you follow them all. Uh, you know, you can come chat with us all on Discord too. We're all over there. So come yeah. chat and hang out and... You know, I know exactly where I'm going with this. So, right. <laughs> How can people follow us and keep up with what we got going on, buddy? Yeah, definitely um, subscribe to our show. Let us know how we're doing. Head over to our Instagram, The Comic Book Lair. Um, we have a link tree there. You can take it to um, our website and you can take it over to our Discord channel. And um, yeah, we'd love to meet you and uh, just love hanging out with all these guys. I was super stoked when it kind of like just popped up that we're all going to be hanging out. Uh, I think it was like yeah. what Wednesday or something. And I was like, dude, this <laughs> yeah. is going to be yeah. epic. And so yeah. it's it's cool when we get a chance to do this. And um, it's been happening more often, which is super rad that we can all just um, come together and hang out, man. Uh-oh. And um, it's, you know, it's my best part of the week, Friday nights. Heck yeah. Well, hey, Heck yeah. Yeah. 
Next time we'll have you over at our house. How's that sound? Dude, <laughs> you yeah, guys are always so nice yeah. to host us. Uh, next Friday, I'll be in Arizona. So, well, <laughs> hey, look at that. You'll be on a better time zone to do something. But uh, <laughs> there'll, be of, there'll be a lot of family there, but I will be in Arizona next well, I'm Friday. sure they're in the comics. <laughs> All right, Ray Monk, why don't you guys uh, take us out of here, huh? Yeah. Um, keep reading comics. You haven't heard a comic podcast <laughs> like this in years. <laughs> <laughs>